Moncrief on News Talk. There was an article in the Irish Independent today about how uh, some convicted criminals were able to get search results about them removed by Google under the right to be forgotten. But why does Google, a private company, have this power? And what exactly is that process? Owen O'Dell is a senior law lecturer in Trinity College who has some experience of this. Afternoon, Owen. Good afternoon. Uh, So if you could tell us a little bit about the history of this that the the right to be forgotten itself came from uh, a European Court of Justice ruling. Uh, yes, it did, involving Google, Google in Spain. A, um, a balding, bespectacled, chubby, bearded, middle-aged lawyer, and I'm not looking in the mirror while I say this, <laughs> a guy called Gonzalez, um, uh, didn't like the fact that when he was young and irresponsible, he was um, he he overinvested in property, and the for sale of the property uh, was reported in an ad uh, for the for sale in the local newspaper, and he wanted Google to delink that uh, the the link to that ad to that newspaper, so that uh, customers wouldn't realise that uh, when he was dealing with his cash as a youngster, he wasn't as responsible as he is now as the balding, bespectacled middle-aged lawyer. Um, and the Court of Justice agreed. They said that for data protection reasons, for privacy reasons, his right to privacy here um, was being infringed by the publication of the article. Uh, there wasn't a strong countervailing public interest in allowing access to the article. And therefore, the court said that um, uh, Google had to remove the link from their search results so that if I search Gonzalez now, I don't find the article in La Vanguardia. Um, on the other hand, they describe it sufficiently well that um, uh, it, it is still possible to find the article if you read the judgment. Right. OK, yeah. So it, it gets rid of links to the articles, per se. But if you were, say, to go on individual Spanish news websites, you'd probably find something about him. Exactly, yes. The, the, the newspaper is called La Vanguardia and the original advertisement is still there. But um, if you search for his name, uh, you don't get that. I mean, if, if, if you do a search for anybody's name on Google within Europe, you will be told that uh, some of these searches may have been changed um, uh, because of a European Court of Justice reasons. Some results may have been removed under data protection law in Europe. Learn more is a line across the bottom of most Google personal searches. Mm. So have Google then, since that judgment, established a a, a clear and transparent process by which someone can apply for the right to be forgotten? Well, they initially threw all their toys out of the pram. They said, this is terrible. We don't want to have to do it. Do you realize you're going to kill the Internet? Um, And then they've softened a bit and they created a an advisory council of the great and the good of lawyers and ethicists and uh, uh, technologists to advise Google what to do. And about a year afterwards, they set up a process, um, kind of reluctantly, but they're forced to do it, so they're doing it. Um, so yes, you're right, they have, a, they have a, a, a process. Clear and transparent, I wouldn't necessarily say that that's what it is. Um, they, have, they and Bing and all of the other search engines, but for our purposes, when you put Google, Google's at 90-something percent, Bing is at 3 percent, put those two together, that's most of the search in Europe. Um, they both have um, uh, special forms that you fill in using the buzzwords from the Court of Justice decision in Google, Spain and Gonzalez, and also from Article 17 of the GDPR. So you put in the links, you say why you think those links ought to be delinked from their searches, referring to the buzzwords, 
um, and then you wait. It goes into it goes into Google, and Google doesn't really say a great deal. It gives lots of statistics. We know that there have been um, one and a half million requests since the decision. We know that more than five million URLs have been affected. About fifty percent of them have been successful. But we don't know. So we know the statistics, but we don't know the grounds. We don't know the reasoning. Um, Google do occasionally say, well, look, we take into account the things the Court of Justice has told us to take into account. And if we need more information from the applicant, we will seek more information. But that's that. A couple of weeks after you put in your your, uh, your request, you get the response. Either um, the link is delinked or it isn't. And at that stage, that's it. Google consider themselves finished. And um, if you want to make an objection, uh, you have to go to the Data Protection Commission and then appeal to the courts. Or um, let's say News Talk um, are told to delink this, uh, you know, the, the link to the podcast of this part of your show because I have said something terrible about you. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, News Talk may not be, won't necessarily be told by Google, may not find out. And even if they do, they have no formal right of appeal ex- to Google. Um, they have to go to the Data Protection Commission and to the courts as well. So it's a it's a black box. We know information comes in. We know information goes out. We don't really have a great idea of what happens because Google doesn't tell us. And there is no subsequent appeal. Google has this as an obligation, but it also gives them great power. Right. OK. And, and you did do this as a, a kind of class exercise. I did, yeah. And um, how did that go? Um, it was pretty much a damn squib. Um, I chose what was not a particularly controversial piece about me. Um, and we put that link in and the students and I tried to work out whether it was um, the kind of thing that Google would delink because it was inaccurate, irrelevant or no longer relevant, um, out of date. Uh, you know, the sorts of things that Google takes into account. Um, I tried to say that there was no public interest in the publication because I'm not a public figure. The data didn't come from any important location. So we went through the sorts of things that Google is likely to take into account. We constructed a, please, please, you know, remove the link to this. And a couple of weeks later, we got an email saying, uh, we're not going to do that. Thank you very much. And that was it. Um, uh, And that's pretty much what any uh, any normal person filling in the form will do. It'll be a form of the website. You make your case and that will be it. But if you're uh, you know, if you're if you're a, a, a businessman, a rich businessman trying to um, do a little bit of reputation management, you will hire a professional to do this. Um, and a lot of the headlines that we recently have of people successfully getting Google to remove links almost certainly haven't just been the person sitting down, um, you know, over a coffee one night and filling in the form, but instead getting um, a professional reputation management company to do it for them. Um, and, you know, if the odds are about 50%, um, having a professional to help you is going to boost the odds um, and be able to, you know, push all the keywords that the legislation and the decisions require um, and demonstrate the lack of public interest um, uh, on the other side. Yeah. But, but, but you know, th- that just shows the unfairness of the structures that Google either has been forced into operating or is currently operating because you know you get the benefit of the um uh, of the the professional help to argue to take it down 
my link gets removed, I don't even know about it, let alone have the opportunity to make an argument back, let alone have an, ar an opportunity to have professional help to make the argument back. Mm. So it just it just demonstrates that the Google structures at the moment are not great. They are not clear. They're not transparent, which was your original question. Yes. Does Google have a system? Is it clear and transparent? Yes, they have a system. It is increasingly being gamed. That demonstrates just how unclear and untransparent it is. Yeah, because, I mean, because the, the piece I referred to that was in The Independent today was it, were about people... People who rang up, ran a prostitution ring, and and had used traffic women and girls. Uh, uh, they like it's baffling what particular argument they could make uh, to to convince Google to uh, to forget them. Um, some of the right to be forgotten cases involve old, very old convictions that you know we would now describe as spent convictions. Mm. Um, uh, there, one of the Northern Ireland cases on this. Uh, involves somebody who had a series of convictions that he wanted, uh, a series of um, uh, uh, orders made against him that he wanted, in, you know, reports about removed. But because of his general criminality, he wasn't successful. So um, without knowing the, 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 the details of the, of the particular articles they might be very old they might yeah. they might relate to spent convictions they might relate to sensitive data of various other people in the articles so there might be a hook that um a professional reputation management uh, company would be able to hang the application on and if there isn't somebody on the other side strongly advocating that there's a public interest in the rest of the article I can see how it gets removed even though it shouldn't yeah and it, i suppose that the in the original court ruling, was there a strict definition of what public interest means? Because that could be very arbitrary. Uh, it, it is one of these wonderfully arbitrary phrases that um, lawyers tend to be less worried about than everybody else. <laughs> the, um, uh, the Court of Justice just said, remove material that's inaccurate or irrelevant or excessive unless there's a preponderant interest of the general public not to. So the whole thing is is relatively um, is relatively ambiguous. Um, Google have told us uh, that they interpret public interest. So they, they take into account things like the public role of the people involved. The more public they are, the more likely um, the material will not be delinked and will be left up. The origin of the data, if it's a public document and if it's a reporter of a public document, it's more likely to be left up. The age of the content, if it's recent, it'll still be relevant. If it's, a, if, it's, if it's a long time ago, it may not be relevant. And the sensitivity of the kind of information um, that's, uh, that, that's being stated in it. So they do have factors where they go through the criteria and the judgment, the criteria in the GDPR and these other criteria for public interest. Um, and you know, the, the, unlike um, a lot of other decisions that these companies make online, they do have people. These are decisions being made by people, not by an AI. So mm. um, to their to their benefit, there, there are people. But the, 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 the other side of that is, of course, that different people will weigh up these various factors in different ways. And the fact that we that it's all opaque, we don't get explanations about this. There is no possibility of appeal. That 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 really does mean that when they do get the balance wrong, um, there's nowhere else to go. And that's not good. 
Oh, and thanks a million for speaking with us today. That was Owen O'Dell there, Senior Law Lecturer in Trinity College. Moncrief, weekdays at 2pm on News Talk.